From Parkway Church in Kurana, this is the Parkway Podcast. Our prayer is that this message blesses and encourages you today as you listen. If you would like to know more information on who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. Well, good morning. I just dropped my iPad. Hopefully it's not. We're good. We're good. You know, I was just thinking how um, this is totally different, how we're doing church these days. Um, And it feels different. I was telling our team this morning how it feels so different. I'm looking in front of a camera. We got some people in the room. And I'm believing you're on the other side. But even in being in this space, it's, it's powerful to be here. It's nice to be here. But it's different because I know that many of our people are not here. Um, it's just different. It feels different. And I know it feels different for you too. And I want to encourage you today that as much as we may feel like we're scattered a bit, that I think God uses things like this for his good purposes. Uh, in the early church, in the book of Acts, when, when the church really began, the Spirit was poured out on all flesh, on all believers, and, and the, the people grow, uh, grew, the, the number was increased in the church, um, but then persecution broke out against the church. There was a great wave of persecution. Uh, if you know the story, Stephen, who is a, a, a man filled with the Spirit, he delivers this powerful message, and he's the first martyr. He's killed for his faith. And then it says in verse uh, chapter 8 of, of Acts, it says that the people were scattered. There was a great persecution that broke out against the church. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. They're scattered throughout the area. Right now, we are scattered. There's a few people in the room, and I can see you, thank goodness. But there's a bunch of you that are watching, and maybe you're watching right now live. Maybe you're in your home, maybe in your living room, your kitchen, but you're in different homes. Maybe you're in uh, Corona, maybe you're in Sarnia, maybe you're in Windsor, maybe you're in Chatham, maybe you're somewhere we don't even know. Maybe you're not even watching right now. Maybe you're watching a little bit later on, maybe you're listening on the radio and it's actually um, later on, later on, but we're scattered. But listen to this, I love this, um, what it says in chapter 8. This isn't even the message, just just on my heart. It says this in chapter 8, it says verse 4. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Can I say that again? Those that were scattered preached the word wherever they went. So they didn't look at the, the time as a, as a barrier to what God was doing, but they used it as an opportunity to spread the gospel. And so can I just encourage you, you know, whoever you are, wherever you are, if you're brand new or if you're, you know, you're Park, Parkway alumni, can you just, if you're watching on YouTube, share it. If you're on Facebook, because we're on both this morning, can you share it and just invite somebody, preach the word wherever you go, because we can use this as much as it feels different in the space, it feels different when you're watching, we can use this as an opportunity just to spread the gospel, to tell people about Jesus, to tell people about the good news, um, to, to show the word of God, and to reach people, because the spirit of God is not bound by a building, but the spirit of God can reach people wherever they are, even through screens. And so go ahead right now on YouTube, uh, Facebook, like it, share it, and then maybe, just maybe, somebody might hear a message today and the Spirit might hit their heart and impact them in a way that they give their life to Jesus and the number would increase. So scattering is not always a barrier to the gospel, but maybe it's an opportunity for the spreading of the good news. I'm excited as much as, as, much as this is what it is. I'm excited. This isn't even the word today. It's just on my heart. 
Um, I'm excited. I want to give you a couple announcements before we get into our, our, our talk today. Um, as much as we can't gather right now, on August 30th, we are planning to gather outside. We're planning an outdoor service on August 30th at 10.30 a.m. But what you need to do is you need to go on our website weareparkway.com, and right on the main page there, you'll see a little link that you can RSVP, because we need to know um, if you're planning on coming. There is a cap of 100 people based on the regulations by the government. Um, so RSVP lets us know you're coming. We can plan. That's going to happen outside. That is weather permitting. So if it's like today, today is stormy and rainy. It ain't happening, and we'll just have um, service online. But we're planning to gather August 30th, so you don't want to miss that. That's a couple weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Um, we also have an update from Erdo Grow. If you've been tracking a little bit with that, that um, project, that fundraiser that we put on, um, you can go on to YouTube. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you could probably just look through the channel, and there is a, um, a video update just showing you how the crop is growing and how it's doing, so check that out. And I want to invite you finally to join us on Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights, we do gather. We do meet in the building on Wednesday night from 6.30 to 7.30 for our, our prayer service. Basically, we come into this space and we just invite the Spirit of God to fill us and to touch us and to move. There's no real agenda other than giving God the, the room to do what He wants and to meet with Him. Um, I know that there's a few of us that are joining. Um, maybe you've joined and you know how powerful it is and how impacting it is. Um, so I want to invite you to, do, uh, to join in with that. If you're planning on coming this week, a little bit of a twist, and he doesn't even know this yet, but you got to let Pastor Mitch know that you're coming. So Message us on Facebook. Um, you can talk to him directly, um, or you can call the church, and we'll we'll make sure that you're um, in, in the in that week. We're in a short series um, called "This Is What We Do." We're taking a little bit of detour from our our uh, series of Mark. We're, we were going through the Gospel of Mark, and we're in a short series called "This Is What We Do." This has the ability to change lives. This, what we're talking about, has the ability to change lives. This is the kind of thing that we want to spread, right? This is the good kind of infectious. This is the kind of thing that you were built for, believe it or not, that you were hardwired for. Doing this actually follows in the footsteps of our maker. And what this is, is the blessing of generosity. If you're in the room, you can't necessarily shout. <laughs> I was going to say turn and shout to somebody. But if you're online, just type in the comments the blessing of generosity, the blessing of generosity. It is a blessing to be a generous person. It is a blessing to be a generous person. Jesus said this in Acts chapter 20, verse 35. He said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. More blessed. I know some of you are counting down till Christmas. You want fall to come really quick, and you want Christmas to come because Christmas is very exciting. I love Christmas. I hate snow. Uh, I don't like the fall because the fall reminds me that everything is going to die, and then winter is here, and, you know, I think hell might be really cold like winter, you know, because I just hate winter that much. But I love Christmas, and when I was a kid, I would get so excited about Christmas time because Christmas morning as a kid meant presents. It meant presents. It meant that I got to open something that was just for me, bought for me, brought to me, and I was super stoked and super excited. My parents were the kind of parents that they wouldn't put out any Christmas presents under the tree 
or Santa didn't bring them, depending on what your view is, and, you know, under the tree until the night before, and they wouldn't let us go downstairs until they were ready. And I was super excited because I thought that it was a blessing to receive those gifts, and it was. I was, I was super blessed by those gifts. I was, I, it's, a, it's good to be, to receive, right? We feel good when we get. Many of you know this. Many of you in this room know this. You get a gift from somebody, and it feels good, right? It, it feel, you feel blessed. You feel touched. You feel thought of. But Jesus says that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Yes, we are, we are blessed when we receive, but it is more blessed to give than to receive. I want to tell you a story I heard this week of a woman named Dana. Dana, at this one point in her life, had $5.35 to her name. She did not have a lot of money. In her bank account, there was $5.35. And one Sunday morning, she heard a message that her pastor preached, and she felt the Spirit stir her heart to give. And so she took out her checkbook, and she began to write a check for $5. Remember, she's only got $5.35. She began to write a check for $5, but she thought to herself, this is too close to the edge, so I'm just going to write a check for one dollar. And she began to cry because it was so embarrassing. And she felt so much shame that she was writing a check just for one dollar. So she writes this check, she gives this check. The day goes on. Later on that evening, she's a part of her life group. And there's a couple in the life group, and they come over to her and say, You know, we've been praying about this for a while. And for whatever reason today, we feel like we need to give you this. And they handed her an envelope. And in that envelope was $1,000. $1,000. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. She felt so blessed. The people that gave were touched. Everybody was just moved in this moment. Now, she's sharing this story with her pastor a little bit later on. And he says to her, well, what would have happened if you gave $5 instead of $1? If God can take $1 and multiply it to $1,000, what would have happened if you gave given $5? Now, that doesn't always happen. That doesn't always happen. But Jesus did say that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I don't know about you, but when we think about a story like this, we think, I would love to be blessed like that. I would love to be blessed like that. And we think of Dana. We think of receiving $1,000. I know if you're on the other side of this camera, you're in this room, someone came over to you and says, I got $1,000 for you. That feel, that feel pretty good. But according to Jesus, the people that are more blessed in this story is the couple who gave the $1,000. Because it is more blessed to give than it is to Receive. They actually got the massive blessing. If you want to experience the true feeling of being blessed, then you need to give. This is what we do. So we're talking about the blessing of generosity. And we're posing the question, what if we were the kind of people that led the way with irrational generosity to the degree and level that it's not normal? Because it is not normal to be generous. In our world, in our society, it is not normal to be generous. In the first week, we talked about this, that, that everybody gives, but not everyone is generous. And just because you give, it doesn't mean that you're a generous person. We talked about that week one. Giving is, is a lifestyle. It's when everything that I do centers around God using me to use my time, my talent, my treasure, my resources to make a difference. 
And so throughout the last few weeks, we've been talking about this cycle that we tend to live in. We tend to get stuck in our mind, and it's the cycle of scarcity, where when I receive, what I do when I receive is I consume. I spend, right? I get money. I, God supplies. I get money. I receive, and I consume. I spend that money, and because I spend that money, eventually I start to feel lack because there's no longer the money there, but there's things that I still want to buy or I still, things I still need to spend money on, I need to pay for. And because I feel lack, I begin to feel fear, I begin to worry, or I get concerned. And then the cycle repeats itself. And it's this cycle that many of us live in. But then we also talked about the cycle of supply, the cycle of abundance. That when we receive, when God supplies, instead of spending, what we do is we give first. As an act of honor, as an act of worship, we give God our tithe, right? We tithe right off the top. We give back to God. And because we give first, what God does, and we looked at, you can go back in the last couple weeks, we talked about this, is God multiplies. He multiplies, and then because he multiplies the blessing, he multiplies the gift, we, our faith, it increases, and that's the cycle that we want to get into. And we talked about how the tithe is actually a way, giving the tithe is actually a way to break the cycle of scarcity in our mind. And that helps us to, to live into or get into the cycle of, of abundance. We also talked about how God multiplies what is blessed. Multiplies what is blessed and then he multiplies what is given away. So I want to look at this one more time. One more time today. Why? Because this is what we do as followers of Jesus. We give. We give. And we want to live from a heart and posture of generosity. And as followers of Jesus, we want to grow beyond a scarcity mindset. I don't think God created us and designed us to live a life in a scarcity mindset. He did not design you so that each and every day you could feel like you have not or you don't have enough, but he designed you to live a life of abundance. He said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So how do we grow to be beyond the scarcity mindset? How do we grow to be abundant givers? How do we move beyond and reflect the heart of God? And so I want to give you three things today, three things that followers of Jesus do to live in generosity. And the first one is this. We're going to give spontaneously. You can type in spontaneously. You, can, you guys in here, you could do that too. You can open up your phone. You may not be able to shout across the room. If you have a phone and you're online, you could do that. Spontaneously. We give spontaneously. There's going to be a time in your life, or maybe there has been, when you see a need, and as a follower of Jesus Christ, you are excited that you can meet that need. As a follower of Jesus Christ, there's going to be a time when you see a need and you have the ability to meet that need and you get excited. You say, I have the time, I have the resources, I have the ability, I wasn't even planning on it, but I can do something about this and so I'm going to be honored to meet that need. Honestly, this is the way most people give. This is the way most of you give, spontaneously in the moment. We see it. We feel it, so we give towards it. Earthquake strikes, explosion happens, and we think, how can I give? How can I help? I want to help. Or maybe the, we're sending the youth um, to a youth event, which we're not doing right now. You know, maybe we're, we're fundraising for a, a, the Erdo Grow Project or a missionary. Maybe we're sending a group on a missions trip, and you think, I want to help. Maybe we're running a community event. You said, how can I support this? And you act spontaneously. I remember when we were living in the Georgian Bay area, 
um, it was wintertime, and this area, because of the bay, is known for snow squalls. It could be like a blizzard in one place, and 10 minutes down the road, it's clear as day. And I remember I was leaving the church office one day, and I was driving through the end of the world, it felt like, because it was a snowstorm, knowing that I just got 10 minutes, and then it's going to be clear as day on the other side. And I'm driving down the highway. There was a farm field on this side and this side, so the wind is blowing crazy, and there's snow all over, and you can hardly see in front of you. It's kind of like, you know those moments when you feel like you're driving through space, because the, the snow's just coming so, you feel like you're in life force right now. And so I'm driving and I noticed that there's a car on, on my side of the road, but facing the other way. So someone had spun out on this side and swung over to our side and was in the ditch. And as I, and I'm moving really slow. And as I move past this car, I see this, this elderly woman walking in a blizzard. And so what do I do is I quickly pull over, I get her, get a hold of her, and I say, hey, how can I help? And we call for help. Maybe you've done that. Maybe you've seen somebody on the side of the road, and you've thought, I can help, and you act spontaneously. You give spontaneously. This is a very important way to give. When you see a need, when, there's, when you're able to do good, you do good by meeting the need. Now, this is what happened in the story of the Good Samaritan that Jesus told you might remember this story. Jesus told, this, told um, the people, how, what, what does it look like to love your neighbor? And so he told this story of the Good Samaritan. Good Samaritan is the story of a, of a man who was attacked by robbers. He's going on throughout life. He's attacked by robbers. They beat him. They steal his stuff. And they leave him for dead. Now, as he's lying there half dead, a few religious people, churchgoers, right? A priest and a Levite come by, a pastor and a, and, a, and a partner of the church, they come by and they, they see him and they do nothing. What do they do? They walk past and they don't even help. But a Samaritan man comes along. A Samaritan man, Samaritans were people that were despised by the Jews. They were people that, that Jews didn't consider. They were, they were half-breeds. They, 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 they didn't care about them. They didn't want them near. And so Jesus is telling this story to a bunch of Jews. And he says, hey, listen, if you want to love your neighbor, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're religious or not. The person that loves the neighbor is the person that does something about it. So a Samaritan man comes by. He sees the, the man who was attacked. And what's he do? He helps him. He bandages his wounds. He pours oil and wine on his cuts, and then he, he takes him to the nearby hotel. He didn't wake up that day saying, i got to do something about this. He didn't wake up that day and say, I'm going to help a man today. I'm planning to, to help somebody that's going to be attacked by robbers. There was no plan in his day to help this guy. He takes him to the nearby inn, the hotel, and what's it say he does? He, it says this in, in, in Luke chapter 10. It says, the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. He didn't plan this. He saw a need and he acted spontaneously. But look at the generosity. Brings him to the inn, right? Who knows what he was planning to do? Brings him to the inn, drops him off. Not only says, hey, can you wait here till the ambulance gets by, you know, and comes and picks him up, and then we can just go on our day. He says, no, listen, I'm going to be back, and whatever medical expenses he has, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to reimburse you. I'm going to take care of it. I got this. This was not something that he planned for, but something that he acted spontaneously in. Last week, uh, we shared about another missionary that we uh, brought on. Um, goes by the name of Jorge Melo. I actually said his name was George, but 
I, I totally mistake there. It's Jorge Mello. Um, we brought him on um, this, um, this season. Um, I shared with this this last week. He, he reached out to us. He was in need. He said, can you help? We saw the need, and so we acted, and we responded. But somebody heard about that need when I was sharing about this last week. Somebody heard about that need, and the Spirit stirred their heart, and so they, they acted spontaneously and gave towards this. This is what we do. We act spontaneously. We give spontaneously. I heard the, another story this week of someone from Parkway. A while ago in their life, they were moving prior to their time here at Parkway, and they say this was the worst financial decision that they ever made. It was the worst financial spot they'd ever been in. And so they went home, and they're packing all their bags to, to, to move. And as they're packing everything up, they're, they're going over their final uh, expenses and, and finances, and they're realizing that after they've paid what they could pay, they're $1,000 short, $1,000 short. And so this person, they prayed, and they said, Lord, you are faithful. We trust you. Now, can I mention that this person is also a tither? They're a giver. Remember, God blesses those who give. And so they prayed. They said, Lord, you're faithful. And later that day, they hear a knock at the door. Someone's at the door from their life group. They said, I couldn't sleep last night. I had it in my heart to give you this. Now, can I just pause with this story? A lot of the stories I'm hearing are from people who have been a part of life groups or a part of community. And they're always saying, it's someone from my life group or someone from my life group or someone from my community group. You know, the, 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 when we build relationships with people in the church, when we, when we were part of life groups, people see our need. People walk alongside. We do life together, and there's support there. So this woman says, I couldn't sleep last night. I don't know what's going on, but I felt like I needed to give you this. And it was an envelope. And inside the envelope, there was 10 $100 bills, $1,000. God is faithful. This woman acted spontaneously. This is what followers of Jesus do. We give spontaneously. The person who shared this story with me said, I wasn't working at the time. I don't know what we were going to do, but you can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. You know, we need to be people who give spontaneously. We need to listen to the Spirit, nudge our hearts when we see a need, and we need to act. Now, most people give this way. Most of us give this way. But if this is the only way that we are acting and living out a life of generosity as followers of Jesus Christ, then we are falling short of following after Jesus Christ. Second thing is this, is, is followers of Jesus Christ give strategically. We give strategically. I've said a lot over the past few weeks how many people say, I want to give more, but I can't. And maybe you feel like that. I want to give more, but I can't. You can if you plan for it. You can give more if you plan for it. If it becomes a part of your heart, you can plan to give more. It just takes a faith step. So as followers of Jesus, we've talked about this. We strategically plan to give and return the first 10% off the top called the tithe. We don't give last. But what we do is in every area of our life, we plan to put God first, right? We do this. And every, as followers of Jesus, God is first in our life. So in every area, we plan to put him first. And in our finances, this is one area where we plan to put God first. It's not just we give when we feel like it. It's not just we give when there's a need, but a strategic response to the generosity of God. It's an act of worship to give right off the top, to give 10% back to God. So I look at what I have coming in, and then I look ahead, 
and I plan out how I'm going to give. Isaiah 32, verse 8, NLT version says this, Generous people plan to do what is generous. Generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. Can you just type somewhere or text somebody, plan to be generous? Plan to be generous. The Word of God tells us that generous people plan to be generous. Notice that it doesn't say that generous people act spontaneously with their generosity. It, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that generous people don't plan. But they have a plan in place, and they stand firm with their plan. When you don't plan, you've probably heard this saying before, when you don't plan, you're planning to fail. For example, many people don't have a good discipline of reading their Bible because they haven't been strategic and planned out when they're going to read their Bible. If you set aside a time of the day, you strategically plan, you put it in your schedule that this is my time with God, you are more likely to follow it. If you've set aside a Bible reading plan that you're going to follow along with, this is part of why we've done one on Version Bible app together. When you follow along with a Bible reading plan, you're more likely to follow along with the, the Bible. If you set aside an a area in your house this is my reading area, this is my prayer area, this is my prayer closet, this is my prayer chair, this is my reading chair, you're more likely to follow along with it. Let's look at something else. If I plan out a time, if I schedule time to exercise, I'm more likely to exercise. If I, if I plan out what I'm going to eat throughout the week, when I go to the grocery store, I'm less likely to buy those cookies off the shelf. If I know that I'm going to have X meal and X meal and X meal, I'm less likely to get the Oreo cookies that feel so good when I twist them off and I lick a little bit of the inside and then I just shove the whole thing in my mouth. I'm less likely to binge when I plan. It's the same with giving. If we plan to give, then we can follow through with it. If I don't plan to give, I'm less likely to give. You are not going to give unless you plan for it. You might act spontaneously here or there, but you will not be acting in generosity. Generous people plan to give. So what do we do? We, we get our budget, and as a budget, we're setting out our budget. We plan the 10% right off the top as our tithe, and then we budget the rest for our bills, expenses, our living. Do you know what? I can even budget into my budget being spontaneous. I can plan strategically to be spontaneous. I can say, okay, here's my, here's my income that's coming in, there's my tithe, there's my mortgage, there's my rent, there's my expenses, there's my groceries. This little nugget here is just when I want to be spontaneous. Not for myself, but for somebody else. I can plan to be spontaneous. Now, personally, I tend to get really stressed about money if it's not budgeted. If we're spending money and it's not in the budget, I'm like, man, how are we going to do this? And I get really stressed out. I just, just me personally. But if I, if I work it into the budget, I say, okay, we got to move things around here. we got to adjust here. But now we have this X amount of dollars that's going to go towards this. I know where it's going. I know where it's coming from. And I'm less likely to, to be fearful about it, to worry about it, to get stressed about it. Same with giving. If I plan to give, I know where it's going. I know where it's coming from. I'm less likely to stress about the gift. Most people want to give, but they say they can't because they're poor planners. Poor planners. But you can give when you strategically plan for it. Now, here's the thing. Most people do plan when it comes to the money. They just plan to spend it on themselves. 
going to get that new toy. And even if you were an adult, there's toys that you want. They're just not little dinky cars anymore. You want to get that new gadget, that new phone, and so we plan for it. It's hard for us to give, not because we can't, but because we don't plan. It's hard for us to give, not because we can't, but because we're selfish and we just want things for ourselves. But God did not create us to be selfish. God did not give to you so that you consume, but God gave to us so that we can act in generosity. What if we plan to give 10% tithe? What would God do with the rest? What if, we, what if we plan to give offerings that were over and above the tithe? Wait, you're telling me to give more? I'm just challenging us. What if you plan to be spontaneous? You set aside money in your budget that was your spontaneous generosity budget. You're like this, again, it could be anything. It could be $5. I'm going to buy someone Timmy's as I go through the drive-thru because I've planned for it. What if we challenged ourselves and planned to give more than we already do? Listen, giving doesn't happen by accident. You don't stumble upon being a generous person. Generous people plan to do what is generous and they stand firm in their generosity. We don't just give spontaneously, we give strategically. And finally, last one is we give sacrificially. We give sacrificially. This may be the hardest one. This may be the hardest one. Luke chapter 21, verses one through four, says this. As Jesus looked up, he saw rich, the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had to live on. She gave more than all the rest. In the eyes of the Lord, in the eyes of God, this woman's gift was greater. See, everybody else gave out of their wealth, and it's, it's easy to feel like we're generous people when we're given out of our abundance. But she gave out of her poverty. That's giving sacrificially. That's giving sacrificially. Giving sacrificially is when it costs you something. Now listen to this. Jesus watched this whole thing happen, right? He watched this plan out, and he didn't stop her from giving. He didn't say, no, don't worry about it. You don't have a lot. You don't have to give today. Just let the rich people give. They got a lot in their bank account, so let them give all. You don't need to give. You don't have much. He didn't say that. What he did is he watched. He didn't stop, and then when she gave... He celebrated her gift and he used it as a model and a template for the disciples and for us today on what it means to give sacrificially. Notice that. Jesus didn't celebrate the gift of the wealthy. He celebrated the gift of the woman who gave sacrificially in all he had. God doesn't care about the amount. He doesn't care that you write big checks. He cares about the heart, the sacrifice. He cares about what's behind it. Jesus celebrated it and he used her as the template. She's the template for the generosity. King David said this, I will not offer a sacrifice that costs me nothing. Sometimes the truest gift that you can give is one that costs you. 
right? Because you feel it. Because that money was designated for something else, like a hydro bill or a car payment or something you've been saving up for. Why do we give sacrificially? Because that is the heart of Jesus who gave his life sacrificially for you and me, who gave up everything for you and me. God sent his only son. Can I just tell you, I got two wonderful boys. I love them, and I would never give them up for you. I would never give up my boys for you, but that's what God did for us. That's what, that's what God did. He gave up everything. He came down. He humbled himself. He became a servant of all, and he went to the cross, which was the cruelest form of punishment at the time. Hung on a cross sacrificially for you so that you could have eternal life, so that we could have eternal life. So when we give sacrificially, when it costs and we feel it, we are close to the heart of God. We are, let me say this, we are more like followers of Jesus Christ when we give sacrificially than if we don't. Because a follower of Jesus Christ is someone who emulates their life after Jesus. What did Jesus do? He gave up everything everything. Do you notice Jesus wasn't impressed by the wealthy gift? He didn't, he didn't say, oh man, Peter, did you see that one? Oh, he just put in $1,000. Wow, man, they can fix up the temple with that. He looked at the woman who gave her two copper coins and he said, look at that one. Do you know what? I want God to look at the gifts I give and stop all of heaven and be like, you see that one right there? See that one? See that one? That one's like me. See that one? See what he gave? He gave sacrificially. That one's like me. That's, that's what I want. I want God to look at how I live my life. I, I want God to look at the gifts that I give and be like, you are just like me. When was the last time you gave sacrificially? When was the last time you gave in a way that costs you and you felt it? Like those ones where you have to have the conversation with your spouse and be like, hey, I know we've been saving up for this, but I really feel like we need to give towards this. And then they're like, uh, that's, what are we going to do then? I don't know, but I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to act in faith. When was the last time you had one of those? When was the last time you looked at your bank account and be like, I only have enough money to pay my bills, buy my groceries. I don't have enough for this, but I'm going to do this anyway and trust that God's going to provide for my bills and my groceries. When was the last time? I was on a missions trip to the Dominican Republic and we're uh, serving this, this small village. We're working in a small village. We're helping them build onto their, their church there and we put in a water system and a, and a bathroom and, and we're putting tiling in the floor. And one day, these people had nothing. Like in comparison to us, they had nothing. One day, uh, the missionary picks us up in like kind of the safari-like truck. Everyone hops on the back. And he says, don't bring your lunches today. The village is making us lunch. They wanted to bless us with lunch. So we show up there and we, you know, we start working. Lunchtime comes around and they're, they're making lunch for us. This Dominican-style lunch, like chicken and rice Dominican-style, it is so good. It was so fresh. I saw the chicken walking, hanging, and on our plates in less than an hour. That's, that's fresh chicken. That's fresh chicken. So we're eating this chicken, and man, they don't waste anything there. Like some people got like the chicken foot. Thankfully, I didn't. 
but some people did. But we, it was so good, we wolfed it down. Like, I, I, I just, like, I inhaled it. I don't even think I chewed. It was just like a duck. It just came right, went right in my body. It was so good. Now, it doesn't look like it, but I can, I can eat. <laughs> like, I, I can have my fair share. And so the, 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 the cook, the person that was um, making the food, came back over and gave me a second portion of food. And I'm like, I can't, I can't take this. Like, some of these people have probably gone days without eating. You want to give me a second portion? I can't take this. You know what they said to me? We want the blessing to give to you. Like, they had nothing in comparison to what I had. Some of them didn't even eat. And I'm going to have two portions of chicken and rice, and it's a lot of food. Like there's, I could go, I could walk down the, walk down the, the, the paved, the road there and just, you know, pass it on to a family, didn't they? said, no, we want the blessing to give to you. See, they, they understood something that I don't think we often understand. We think we understand, but we don't. They understood that it is more blessed to give, even when it costs, even when it means that you go without than it is to receive. They got that. They understood that. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Followers of Jesus are generous. We give spontaneously. Most people give that way. But we also give strategically. We plan for it. And we give sacrificially. This is what we do. We recognize it is a blessing to be abundant givers. You know, I don't, talk about, I don't talk about money a lot. Not to this degree. I don't think I've actually done a series on it like this before since I've been here. So if you made it this far and you're still watching, <laughs> you're still tuning, you guys are here. <laughs> so you're like, it would be really rude if I just got up and left right now. If you're watching, it means you're in this or Parkway's your heart or you really like the shoes I'm wearing, I don't know. But can I just ask you, can I ask everybody, can I ask you as the pastor of this place, can you give? Can you be generous? Take that step of faith. Be a giver. Give spontaneously. When you see a need, meet the need. Stop. Even if it means it's cutting through your day, even if it means it's messing up with your plans. Act spontaneously. Give. Give strategically. Plan for it. Tithe. Take a chance. See what happens. Budget it in. Give sacrificially. Let it cost you something. Like feel it. Like feel the pinch. That's when, it, that's when faith becomes faith because you have to trust in God to provide. Because this is what we do as followers of Jesus. This is what we do. Here's my question, and then I'm going to pray. Are you part of the we? Let me rephrase the the statement. This is what we do. This is what followers of Jesus do. Are we followers of Jesus? Followers of Jesus are generous. They act generously. They plan for it. And they stand firm in their generosity. I want to pray. So wherever you are in this room, online, would you just bow your heads? Even in your home, just bow your heads. I just want you to take a moment, 30 seconds. I want you to ask the Spirit of God, how would you have me be more generous? How do you want me to give? And let the Spirit lead you. 
and trust and follow the nudge of the Spirit. How would you have me give? Come on, 30 seconds, go. How would you have me give? How would you have me become more generous? How would you have us give, God? How do you want each of us to become more generous? Speak to us. Let's feel it in our, in our hearts, and our minds, God, whatever you're gonna say, however you're gonna say it. Just with your, your head bowed, your eyes closed, listen. As you feel the nudge of God, the Spirit just saying, do this or do that, go to the left, go to the right, take a step of faith, follow that voice, and act generously. You don't know if you're gonna be on, on the one side of blessing somebody who's truly in need. You don't know if you're gonna be on the side of giving an envelope to somebody who's, who's got a massive bill that they need to pay and they have no idea how they're gonna pay. If you trust the lead in the spirit, you don't know how God's gonna bless you and take you a step further in your faith and your journey with him by just trusting that voice. Maybe he's saying to you, put X amount of dollars in an envelope and go to such and such a street and knock on such and such a door and just hand it to them. Maybe he's saying to you, hey, listen, I want you to start budgeting, budgeting um, to give money towards, towards missions. I want you to start tithing. Just trust that voice. It's not me telling you, it's God telling you. What's he telling you to do? So Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the word. We thank you for the scriptures, God. How you say, how you, Lord, say it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Let us become true followers of Jesus Christ who walk in generosity, who become givers because you, God, are a giver. You are a giver. You are generous. Let us become more like you. Let us emulate you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, we repent of our pride and of our selfishness. God, we repent of our worry and our fear. Help us to have more faith. Help us to trust you and be confident that if, if you are God, that you're gonna take care of our needs, even when that means we're generous. So every person that's tuning in right now, Lord, everyone that's listening and watching, whether they're in the house, God, whether they're online, I pray in Jesus' name, would you speak to their hearts? Because this is what we do. God, we lead the way with irrational generosity. God, above all, God, we bless you and we know that you take the smallest of gift and you multiply it. We know that you take the smallest of gift, God, and as we give it away, you multiply it. And so as your word says, God, to test you in this, would you, God, pour out heaven? We sang a song earlier that said, heaven break out. God, would you open up the floodgates of heaven and just pour out provision and pour out multiplication, God, to those who give generously in the name of Jesus. Not for, not for Parkway's sake, God, not for my sake, but just so you could reveal to people that you are God, you are Lord. Maybe there's somebody tuning in today, Father God, that has another need. Would you just, would you heal, God, the sick? Would you, would you reconcile, God, the broken, Father God? Would you restore in the name of Jesus as only you can? You know the needs, God. Would you meet those needs in Jesus' name? God, above all, we bless you. We love you. Keep us safe, God, but help us to honor you with our lives, with our wallets. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
Well, listen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part, guys. We, listen, we got a team here. You don't know about this. We got a team that's making this happen. And you know what? You need to show us some grace because each and every week we're, we got another kink and we're ironing out the kink and we're figuring it all out. So we're getting there. Um, but listen, bless you guys in the room. Thank you for tuning in today. If you're brand new and you've made it this far, take a moment, go to weareparkway.com slash connect. Fill out a online connect card. It's really brief. We're gonna send you a Tim's card just for saying thank you. But listen, we appreciate that you're with us today. Make sure you say goodbye in the chats. Bless you, everybody. And we'll see you right here next week. Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this message brought you closer with Jesus and gave you a better understanding of your walk with him today. If you would like to know more about who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at parkway.church.